Episode is featuring the Lee in Best Development Firm LLC with Curtis Best and Deontay Lee. We will be talking about why you ain't got no job, Tommy. Because we don't want you out here like Tommy. We want you to actually have a job. So what we're going to talk to you about today is how to leverage the skills you have to actually get the job that you want. So welcome to the show, Deontay and Curtis of Lee and Best Development Firm. Okay, so uh, I was having a little engineer because people just be not. What had just happened? No, the the claps played. Why didn't I hear them? I don't know. I didn't figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> they did play though. They, they, they okay. Did y'all hear the claps? Yeah, okay, Brett. No, no. <laughs> did they hear the claps? They said they didn't hear it. Either. I, I bet you Brett heard the claps. Brett, did you hear the claps? <laughs> we need to know that because uh, I feel like I didn't hear them. She about to cuss me out, y'all. <laughs> Y'all don't know. It, it get real over here when things don't See, go. Okay, she said you. she heard the claps. I okay. told you. All right. Well, we got Brett in the chat room. She's my faithful number one Tanae Talks listener out here in these streets. So. Out here in these streets. <laughs> okay. But anyway, welcome to the show, Deontay and Curtis. I am so ecstatic. I'm elephant elated. Hippopotamus happy to have you guys on the show. So thank you, thank you. We are so <laughs> glad to be here. I'm so virtually be here. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So guys, please tell my audience, um, if they don't know what a development firm is or you know what exactly you do, please can you tell my listeners a little bit about what your firm does, what you specialize in, and what made you actually start the Liam Best Development Firm LLC. Okay. Curtis, you want to talk about who we are and I get into why we got into it? Yeah, so basically we're the Liam Best Development Firm. Uh, what we do is we focus on human resource solutions. So we cover everything from uh, corporate training to professional development. We work on um, talks with executive leadership or even ground-level employees on things that cover you know, managing aggressive behavior, sexual harassment, um, millennials in the workforce. And we also do other things such as uh, resume development and career and professional development, you know, dressing for, su- for success, how to manage your resume to leverage your skills and develop your, uh, your, cover, letter, your cover letter and things of that sort. So um, it's, we, we are uh, we're business and HR professionals, and we're just really trying to leverage our skills to help others. That's phenomenal. What do you think, uh, D? I love that. Yeah, no, I totally, yeah. 
and so you know, uh, for us, Curtis and I combined have over 25 years' experience in consulting, development work. Um, but more importantly, we kind of got into this business in in a, in um, I would say, in the playoff of passes. Um, so we were working with a lot of young students, uh, college students, mm-hmm. um, and basically um, the institution that we were at, they didn't really service a lot to the minority students. And so Curtis and I were, you know, prominent minorities on these campuses, and we so we found that these minority students were being, in a sense, shortchanged mm-hmm. um, in regards to internships, to uh, life after they finished at, you know, college. And so I started talking with a lot of these students and was gearing them up, introducing them uh, to, like, enrolls and um, talking to them, hey, have you interned? Where are you from? A lot of these kids reminded me of myself when I was a junior or a sophomore at Morehouse College. And so, you know, and I knew it took me, it took someone to basically, hey, you need to get on your stuff. Someone don't have the best interest. Um, just give them that extra push that's needed to kind of help map out what that looks like. So we were doing that first, and then we saw that our model was working. A lot of these students were landing internships. They landed uh, corporate jobs. And so in 2014, Curtis and I was having uh, a conversation right right before the holidays. Mm-hmm. And the 30th year just came out on Ebony. And I actually knew three people in it, you know, from the AUC, uh, people that went to Morehouse or Clark. And I'm like, these people aren't doing nothing different than what we are doing, or they're not more talented. Mm-hmm. And so we figure out what can we do to get us to the next level outside of our, you know, current employers. And so from there, we went full throttle, uh, found our niche. He has a strong uh, background in uh, corporate development. My background was human resources and uh, training and, and recruitment strategy. And so. We were like, hey, how can we merge these things to, you know, get these different initiatives? And so the business was formed in 2015, and we've been up and gone since then. And so, you know, we're excited. We've helped over, I would say, maybe 200 people with their resumes and that process. Yep. These people are working. They have identified, you know, what their career passion is, what their definition of success is, and we'll get into more of that later. Um, and been using these things and leveraging them with the perfect resume and interview skills to go out there and land the, the, the opportunities they're seeking. So that they can learn so, land the ideal job that, that fits them. That fits them, yeah. I think that is phenomenal. One thing that Curtis said that you guys do is you help companies or institutions who have uh, difficult employees or employee tension amongst each other. Um why 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 do companies tend to have friction amongst their employees? Is it because of the leadership and and how do you coach them through that so that they can be on uh, and more harmonious? Yeah, I I can actually start that, Dean. You 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 can you know uh-huh. you'll be great to answer um, how we do the training, but uh, one one thing that we've noticed is that. Um, and when looking towards these uh, corporations and who needs the corporations, it usually stems from the management and works its way down. Mm. You know, they, you hear, the, you hear the, the saying that it rolls downhill. Often it works out that way. Um, uh, but it doesn't always happen that way. A lot of times it's management. So we work with the management, the executive leadership, you know, uh, supervisors, managers, directors, and on the way up. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times the way that they manage will show the way that the the company operates. Um, And a lot of times the companies that we work with, 
we notice that we, we help them when we identify the gap in where you know where they want to be and where they currently are, mm-hmm. and that helps us figure out where the problem actually lies. What, so what? there's times where there's times where it actually there's just bad hiring. There's other times where leadership becomes complacent and they just don't manage properly. What is a common thread that you notice in um, that? I talk, you know, I several of my friends are professionals. They all have advanced degrees. They're they're working, and they there's a saying that people don't leave jobs; they leave poor management. Right? Is because it's like, dang, I really like this job, but the the leadership is horrible. That's that's my my word for horrible, and. Um, <laughs> And they're just like, oh, my God, I just got to get up out of here because this is a hot steaming mess because management is just not meeting the needs of their employees. So what is like a common thread that you see where the leadership falters? Yeah. You think and now, yeah. So, no, with that, like, you know, when Curtis was mentioning, um, it, it stems on the organization, the culture, how they set the tone in the interview, what expectations that they're saying, you know, uh, to the employee during the, uh, the interviewing process mm-hmm. and then what's actually realistic once they start the job. Um, a lot of these times you have uh, a lot of managers and not leaders. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the work we've been doing is filling back the onions. Once you get leadership on board and they kind of realize that, hey, these things are some of the uh, uh, issues or attributing to the issues that we're having in regards to our turnover, to our morale, um, overall climate for the organizations and so once you get the organization on board then you get those required management different trainings and supervisors track where you're focusing with them on situational leadership mm-hmm. and how to be the best leader in this process because what tends to happen people will do well with their work and they transition up to a leadership uh, role but that don't mean that you are automatically a leader and mm-hmm. a lot of these organizations fail to train these managers on how to be a perfect leader or to be the leader that they're expecting. And so it's a combination in that process because the organization has to own the moment what role they're playing in this and making sure that their leaderships are successful as well as leaders have to own the moment on how can I be the best supervisor for these employees where I'm empowering them, where I am uh, giving them the tools they need to be successful within their role. Mm -hmm. And also with the employee, managing your supervisor in your world if you know you have an unorganized supervisor you may have to you have to manage them you have to figure out <laughs> how can i manage this 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 horrible person in my world where i'm still successful i'm still being developed and i'm still on track to the upward you know uh, reaching my goals that you know i set for myself and so it's just people owning those different moments and keeping people accountable yeah. whether you're the employee uh partnering with your supervisors and having these you know, conversations to the organizations on in the moment and making sure that they uh, have the proper leaders out there to drive the initiatives that the organization may want to go in. That is phenomenal. I love how you said that the employee themselves have to learn to manage their manager because <laughs> it, it, as mm-hmm. crazy <laughs> as that sounds, that that is a reality for a lot of people. And, you know, no, the exactly. and the burnout comes because then – the employee that starts that that when they the employees when they band together to manage their manager because they've all cohesively come together like come on y'all let's you know we want this to be a better environment for everybody so they band together and I I think that kind of that 
it it creates burnout because then the employees start to feel like, well, we managing X, Y, and Z, and they getting the, the big bucks. And so I think that's mm-hmm. another way where you guys come in because then you can help those people, those those employees now you're going to help them leverage their skills so that they can push forward in a, le- a leadership uh, position, maybe within that company or somewhere else. So that's pretty dope. You guys are dope and you, the world needs y'all. <laughs> I need y'all. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're here. We're here. We're here. We're, you know, just, and, uh, we talk about more about the business later, but we also with a lot of our clients, uh, Terry's mentioned that, you know, the resume career coaching job readiness side, we do free consultations for people with typically 30 minutes and above. But we just want to talk with people and find out, okay, where are you at? What issues that you've been having with your career search? How can we help? What are you looking for? What do you want to get out of your partnership with us? And we talked about what we really can do, where we can realistically help you or help grow you to those desired uh, goals and, you know, go from there. So I know you mentioned that, but I want all your listeners to know that, you know, check us out on uh lbdfirm.com and you can find all of our information and sign up and we can do a free consultation with you guys and you know get you on your way whether it's from interviewing prep to job uh, readiness um, when we say job readiness that's just the whole process of your resume your LinkedIn your branding branding you as an individual mm-hmm. and so uh, and, and, and getting you step a step closer to your desired goals getting you a step closer so you ain't ending up out here like Tommy. Y'all, you know, I just... (laughs) Not too much on Tommy, okay? You know, like I said on... I had made a a Facebook Live video. For those of you out there who don't know who Tommy is, if you grew up in the 90s, you know, Martin... First of all, Martin is my favorite comedian of all times. He's actually going to be here in Dallas tomorrow. Um, I I saw him live in Detroit at the Fox Theater back in 2011. That's my guy. He's my number one. And so, of course, obviously, Mm -hmm. I was a true Martin fan, even in elementary school. I remember watching it at night on Fox and then going to school the next day, reciting every line, like, scene. Every line. Okay? (laughs) Scene, guys. (laughs) And so, Tommy was a character on Martin, and the running joke was, you ain't got no job, Tommy. Tommy was always in the flyest gear. Fresh. He always had money, but nobody, like, it's like, where do you work? What are you doing out here? <laughs> so we say we don't he want you to. Home. He worked from home. He right. from home. Right. That wasn't even prevalent back then, Tay. Right. So, um, <laughs> so, you know, we don't want you to end up like Tommy where people are like, you ain't got no job. And you don't want to be the person among uh-huh. your crew who doesn't have a job. You don't want to be the black sheep of your family who doesn't have a job and everybody looking at you like this this guy still at mama house, you know, Wait or this. You ain't got no job, Tommy. We gonna fix that today. I, know, I don't need no job. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's what I do. I pay records. <laughs> okay, well, that's a job. You're just self-employed. So there, there you go. So when you're oh. self-employed, that's still a job. You just work for yourself to generate an income. Hey, I got it. Okay, okay great. I do got a job. <laughs> yeah, you do got a job. Okay, so um, one thing that you, uh, so audience, that's just for you. That's a little backstory of where this topic came from. And, you know, we just want you guys to, um, like we said earlier, leverage the skills that you have or either either acquire new skills so that you can land the ideal job that you want and may and and sometimes we think of it in a big way we think of like a fortune 500 company or things of that nature but maybe you work at target shout out to target i used to work there and um 
<laughs> and, and maybe, you know, you're just a regular employee on the floor, but you want to be a team lead. You know, the Invest Development Firm wants to help you keep climbing the ladder so that yeah. you can um, increase your salary, increase um, your your um have just a better, healthy, great way of life. Uh, mm-hmm. What is it? A good work to life balance and all those things that we want yeah, um, when you're thinking about having a career. So one thing that you said, Deontay, when you were in your introduction was that you noticed at working at your place of business, the one that gives you your benefits and pays the nine to five, that some of the students there were not getting like the best internships. They didn't know where to look, what to do and all of that good stuff. And yeah. I feel like you and I, and, and I'm not sure about Curtis, um, but we have the best of both worlds. I attended an HBCU as well as a PWP. Uh, hey, as well as a PWI, which is a predominantly white institution. I didn't graduate from my HBCU, but I was glad that I was able to have that ex- experience because let me tell y'all some y'all, it ain't nothing like a historically black college or university out here in these streets. <laughs> so, and te- and and Deontay was at the best of birth world because as he mentioned earlier he said the AUC and that's Clark Atlanta Morehouse Spelman and it's just like a um a, a air, they're like all next to each other so they're all interacting yep. with each other so he was super lit out yep. here Atlanta, Atlanta University <laughs> yep. um, so we're gonna we have Brett in the chat room she has a few questions and Brett I'm gonna get to your questions soon um so with that being said, I have a friend of mine who was attending a PWI and he was an engineering major. And because he attended the PWI, um, the powers that be there, the, you know, the internship office or whatever you have it, the, they were only focusing on the white students or the Asian students getting those students internships. So he ended up transferring to Tennessee state. And soon as he got there, you know, a lot of people don't know that a lot of corporations, um, partner with HBCUs because they have to have a certain amount mm-hmm. of diversity in their company. So it is actually better for you to go to the HBCU because those companies are trying to grab those, those yeah. students so that they can, can, so that they can have that brochure that has the whole rainbow on there. If you catch my drift. <laughs> um, um, so can you, uh, Every, everybody's on there. Everybody's on there. So Brett is asked, um, do you help recent graduates? And she also says, what tip do you have for someone thinking about going into business themselves? And my other question was, can you give me some ways that you help those students, um, market themselves or brand themselves so that they can get those internships that will lead to employment once they graduate? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, we could trade off on some of these questions, but uh, yeah, I kick off with um, absolutely we do help uh, and assist uh, recent graduates. We assist um, people who uh, current students who are looking for internships. We assist non-students who are trying to um, build their resume, highlight their best skills, and seeing you know, and also in person, um, be the hireable candidate. Um, Something that we do a lot with the students is, you know, um, when I first started on, we, we have a serious conversation on basically what are you trying to do? Like, where do you see yourself? And the one main question we ask, what is your definition of success? When we ask this, uh, what is your definition of success? Because my definition of success, Curtis's, Tanae's, our definition of success is totally different. 
a lot of people have this mindset on what their family has instilled in them. Well, you're successful if you just go to college. Yeah, that you know what I mean? But it's like, okay, what is success to you? So for me, success is uh, happiness, um, a career that I'm passionate about, um, um, centering my, uh, 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 placing myself around good people with positive energies. And uh, for me, I, I want, you know, to excel and grow my organization, you know, to be one of the top uh career coaching and developmental companies in the U.S., North America. So that's my definition of success. Some people's definition of success is just family-oriented or um, it's just different things. And so it's kind of identifying what you as an individual want to do and what that looks like. And then we leveraging your past experiences and then also doing research on, okay, so you say you want to be a licensed uh, nurse practitioner. Okay, mm-hmm. awesome. So you... Um, so far, you have you you've been in school for this. You've done this. You've done X, Y, and Z. What aligns with this experience that you're trying to do? What some of the things that you should be doing to kind of get on that track? And so, whether it's going back for uh, continuing your education to um, taking internships, externships, depending on what industry you're in, and um, networking, you know, in that process and meeting the people um, that can help you get your foot in the door but also having a seriousness about yourself so people will take you serious when you're coming uh, to them with different, you know, questions or, you know, um, potential um, exploratory interviews with them for information. And so just to touch on a couple of questions, I mean, Curtis could jump in. Yeah, yeah no, you're, you're, you're pretty much right on the money. And the funny thing is that we have, you know, yin and yang personalities. However, that answer is pretty much standard when it comes to how we answer I mean, what what these guys need to figure out is what you know where they want to go. Where they go is if they want they want to work for a Fortune 500, where they want to be a chief level officer, or they're just uh, satisfied, you know, with the job that allows them to travel, pay their bills, um, spend time with their family, and just enjoy waking up. Because the saying goes that as long as you wake up and enjoy doing what you do for work, it'll never be a job. You know, you're you're pretty much getting paid to to uh, uh, to practice a hobby, so to speak. Yeah, do what so you enjoy. So we want to make sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. No. Yes, we want to make sure that where you're going is actually where you can enjoy being and see yourself retiring. You know, because just because your mom is a doctor and your dad is uh, a maintenance worker doesn't mean you have to be a, a maintenance worker or a doctor. You know what I mean? You, we want, we want to know more about our client. We want to know more about the student. And I know I went to school um, for marketing for my undergrad. It wasn't an HBCU; it was a, a state university. But you know, nonetheless, it's still a pretty good school. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I went to school for marketing, and I didn't have the career guidance on internships, so I never got an internship. So while I did great in my in my undergrad grades wise, um, my resume wasn't up to par and it didn't look that fantastic. So employers were looking at me like, you know, I was a burden. They were going to have to train me for X amount of days just to see if I was going to be able to turn around and make money for them. You know, so can I can I can I, can I pause you right there? Yeah, uh, absolutely. I, I want to put a pin right there because you said that these employers were looking at you like they are going to have to train you. And what I find, Curtis, is that 
all jobs have to train you mm-hmm. to do things in their company culture. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, like, so I just want to throw that out there because a lot of times, you know, I, I have found, you know, when, when people graduate, and this is one of the things that I ran into when I graduated, because I had time. Let's, first of all, I was like the poster child for everything they told you to do when you went to college. Okay. Literally like, you know, when they were coming to us in like high school and middle school, like go to college. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to college. Like everything. You got to have an internship. I did everything. I interned at the news station, radio station, the hospital at uh, schools, at the school board. I did everything. Right. And when I graduated and I was going out for these jobs and I had a nice resume, I made sure it was looked over, did all these things. Then the thing I ran into was, well, were these internships paid? I said, well, no, I didn't get paid. It was an internship. Uh, well, it didn't count. You know, and so I, I felt like, that's very rare. <laughs> you know, I felt like it was so. No, no but that's very rare that that's feedback they gave you because does count that's what uh, i thought and so which leads me to my next point how and then courage you can get back to your thought but i did want to throw that in there that a lot of times these companies will say you know i think they pick and choose who they want to give the up and on the horse as Wycliffe would say because they'll be like oh you don't have any experience and as most college graduates who didn't have the internship experience like i have myself they will say to themselves well where will I be able to get this experience if I don't do it with you guys you know what I'm saying and so I think that I feel like that's one of the number one ways people end up out of their career field because when they're trying to get in their career field these people are telling them you don't have the experience you need to have eight years of experience and you're like dog I just I just graduated out here in these streets Um, you know help 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 HBO help brother out you know what I'm saying so so then they end up going to take uh me and uh, Deontay were talking a few days ago about you know some people he graduated went end up bartending for five years before they end up getting a job and that's that's what I feel like they're pushed into those things and then all of a sudden they're in another career path because of of this and so i feel like the jobs can train you because no matter who they bring in no matter how much experience they have they're going to have to train them for the way this company does it i could have been working at um amazon um Excuse me, I could have been working at Verizon for five years, but then I go over to Sprint. I still have to learn Sprint's way of, of, of doing things. You know what I'm saying? So I just wanted mm-hmm, to throw that mm-hmm. out there. No, and encourage definitely get back to your thought. But you, you I mean, you, you hit a lot of topics and something that, you know, um, we focus on in some of our presentation that we do is like your job chose you and you didn't choose your career. And that's the situation you do not want to be in. Because, you know, like we were talking about conversation a few days ago, if you graduated between 05 and uh, 2011, <laughs> you typically, it was heavily during the recession. And yes. <laughs> you weren't getting jobs. And Not so at I, all. A lot of people were going to these enterprises or going to um, restaurants or doing these MI management training type programs, which was great experiences. But you were uh, a sociology major or you were communications, you were... Uh, um, engineering and now you're so thrown far off it's like how you know I mean we need the job because we gotta pay back Sally Mae Navia now come on somebody Um, and so so people were definitely taking out jobs but it's just like hey now that we're 
10 years, I know speaking for myself, we're 10 years out of college and you still see a lot of people in those same random roles. And it's like, you as an individual have to figure out, are you, are you going to do what it takes to get to wherever your desired career uh, uh, goal is? And if you're going to put in that work and create that action plan and, and also leveraging what experiences I have, what makes the most sense, like, okay, I want to go back and be a brain surgeon. Is that, you know, I mean, kudos to you, but is that the most realistic if I got two kids, you know, a mm-hmm. single parent, da 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 Well, how do I find that balance of still getting that whatever itch that was that made me want to, you know, target that that industry, you know, still uh, coupling in what's realistic with um, me obtaining these, these goals. Mm-hmm. And so it's just kind of taking that real time and, and that's that self-development on, you know, hey, let's get out of here. And then also some things too, mentorship. You know, so we were saying like a lot of people didn't, you know, we didn't have these eight years of experience when we graduated college, da, da, da. But the name of the game is these days is you need to have a mentor. You need to have somebody at a seat at the table that's at least throwing your name out there <laughs> yes. on, on certain situations. And that's, you know, get into a company. And once you're inside of a company, you need to still continue to play that game. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, when cuts are being made, and if you got someone, you know, higher up uh, fighting for you or y'all have built a relationship and they know your work ethic, that is going to be the reason why you get your promotion and, uh, or, you know, or maybe we're not. And so, you know, it attributes to it. It ain't the sole reason because your hard work, dedication, and the potential uh, couples with that. But for me, encourage to speak to it too. Mentorship, mentor, or having a mentor in your industry um, is critical, especially at your organization with the growth. And that's right. no matter what that, industry it is, correct? Across the board, get someone higher yeah. up. Okay. Yep, yep. And make sure that person has been successful, understands exactly. your role, and has a, a good understanding of the hierarchy within the within the organization as well. Mm-hmm. Wow, guys, these are some great tips because um, I in, in my job that pays the bills, I work in education, and it, it's I see that all the time. Um, like you said, you have to play the game, and sometimes the game becomes daunting because you're like, why do I got to play the game? I just want to mm-hmm. collect this check and go home, right. <laughs> you know? I know. I know. But it's like I you know. you do have to play the game. It's literally the game of Monopoly. It's literally the game of life. It's literally the game of Clue. All those games that we are playing. <laughs> as children mm-hmm. are basically training us up for adulthood right. <laughs> exactly people will yeah. stab it's you in the back life, right? kill you with the candle and so you you gotta be sharp man i don't play with these jobs <laughs> i approach them like ray charles i want my money all one so i can count it <laughs> exactly and so oh guys we're 30 minutes in and i know that you guys got things to do so i want to ask some, some more questions because this I just want you guys to know that the valuable gems that you're giving to my listeners today and into your, into your networks. And, you know, I'm going to be promoting this all week. You're really going to help someone. You're actually helping me with the, with the things you said. And, um, I work with students and that is so important that you say have mentors. I've had mentors dating back to, to fifth grade and having mentors. And it's, it's important to have those people to kind of check you, to let you know what you're doing wrong, right. where you need to shift and play the mm-hmm. game. Because one of my questions I had for you guys was when is keeping it, when, when does keeping it real go too wrong? Oh okay? man, not the day. <laughs> and I when say that. It real goes wrong. And I, and I, and I want you guys to answer this question because where I'm from, I'm from Flint, 
Fly City, Michigan, right? In town. And we pride ourselves on being authentic, authentic. and being re- we real out here. Loyal. Loyal, you yep. know, loyal to a fault, right? And so, you know, I kind of carry that attitude with me. And sometimes I be having to scale back, baby girl. Right. Scale it back. Because everybody ain't ready for the juice. <laughs> everybody ain't they, built. They, it ain't built. They ain't, they ain't built GM for tough not, not at all <laughs> especially in texas they four are tough <laughs> and so you also gotta find that mm-hmm. oh go ahead go ahead no no, no. i was just saying i was finding that balance on uh i'm not being considered a hostile employee or uh combative yeah. you know yeah. that's the term people like to use or when, aggressive uh, she was aggressive she was so aggressive. And, and we got to take up for our women, too. Because the first time a black woman go crazy at the job, they think she's crazy. I was like, no, nah, y'all just misunderstanding her. <laughs> she ain't crazy. She ain't hostile either. Uh, right, right, right. <laughs> so, yeah, so I say all that to say is sometimes I have to check my, my real meter when keeping <laughs> it real go wrong. And so I, I did have to find someone in my organization to say, hey, well, because, you know, I, I'm quick to send an email. Dear right. Mr. <laughs> Royal Hampton, I am a white woman <laughs> in America. So, yeah, so I'm quick to, you know, write these emails. And so I, I ran it by, uh, a, like, a veteran at my institution, and they kind of told me, you know, well, you should word it like this because it's going to come off like that. Right. So the, it's val- yeah. I'm so glad that you guys talked about that. It's valuable to have mentors yep. that are a little bit above you in the organization who have um, good equity with mm-hmm. the company to steer you yeah. in, the, in the right direction. Right. So yeah. thanks for sharing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's also good. It's also good to have good management to un- that understands their employees mm-hmm. yes. and able, and they're able to read, you know, where a conversation or, a, or, a, 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 a disgruntled, you know, employee is going with uh, a certain situation, you know, but you can't always, you can't always re- rely on anybody else. You always got to, Keep in mind that when you're working at at your at your company, at your job, at the store, wherever you are, you have to represent yourself because keeping it real can get the point across real quick, but it can get the point across in the wrong way. Because in your head, it reads out perfectly. Yeah. But yeah. everybody else, they're like, uh, you know, they dial nine one and they're waiting to dial the other one. <laughs> you know, yeah. They don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because they great. don't know where you're going with this. So yeah. it's all about. Proper delivery, you know. Sometimes I always say, I just want to fly off at the handle because Joe Joe Blow is he's off the hook right now and he's doing everything he wrong. See, he see the world on it too. Right. He see the world on it, but a lot of times you, you probably just have to take a couple steps back. Yeah. Before you before you go all the way real, you know, take it take yeah. it down a couple notches and then rethink the scenario and then. You know, get the Twitter fingers going. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but Mortal Kombat finish the right way. Curtis, <laughs> Curtis, you are so right. Hey, and I think sometimes right. you have to check your energy before you send things yeah, out. Because you could be running like me. I know I'll run high on emotions. And it's not a female thing. It's just a, I'm very passionate. So mm-hmm. when I feel wronged, it's like burning inside my soul. I guess so it's like, okay, mm-hmm. check check my feelings and then revisit it, you know, once I take a beat 
and then try to see if the the energy and how I'm going to approach it is, is different. Um, Brett in the chat room says, my daughter's undergrad studies is in supply chain management or supply chain. What companies use this type of knowledge? Um, can you guys answer that? I know a few companies. Um, yeah. If she like works in like the logistics part uh, uh, department of like yeah. Amazon and then can you guys uh, name a few? Yeah, and then also, and also more so search tools for Ebrick. Um, uh, uh, um, supply chain management, one of my best friends, he is doing awesome in the General Motors. He works for General Motors, and that was his major undergrad. But, you know, that's in the business world. Um, definitely a lot of opportunities. But, you know, as your daughter um, is finishing up, you know, college, I say she needs to utilize sources like in uh, Enroll. Uh, I don't know what school she's at right now, but Inroads is a program that partners with uh, universities that focus on pairing minorities only to corporate companies. And right. so a lot of corporate companies use uh, uh, supply chain management. And so if she's in a missing area, or I, you know, I know you're in Texas today, but you know, she depending on what area she's in. She's in Atlanta, she's in I believe. Brett, Brett lives oh, in Atlanta. Yeah. So. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Inroads has a great uh, uh, oh. program. Oh wait, I'm sorry. Her she she says that her daughter attends Penn State, so she's over in the East Coast uh, by you guys. She's in Inroads. Yep. So Inroads is there too. Um, the good thing about them there, in that, and I can probably say this too, she can have that leverage being a minority at that institution and get involved in those type of programs because they're seeking minority students. And, you know, a lot of corporate companies are like, well, we can't find the talent out here. The talent is there. So the problem is, is like, us as uh, seekers need to know where to be in the right situations, and the employers really need to know how to go in and find these minority candidates that are out there. And so that's why, you know, something that you guys were mentioning earlier is that, you know, universities are partnering with these HBCUs, but you have uh, uh, associations like... Uh, National Black MBA that you get all of your uh, 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 Fortune 500 minority executive leaders go to this conference and they hire all of these people at that conference that weekend. Mm -hmm. And so as a black uh, person with a master's degree, and if I'm speaking, I need to make sure I have my tail at that conference and able to compete against these people who are like me. And I'm trying to get into these roles. And so half is also understanding what you need to do and own in the moment and the process is getting there too. That's so, awesome. Brett yeah. says she didn't even know these organizations existed. And she said, thank you yeah. so, so much. Um, guys, we, we're, uh, we got about 20 more minutes. I got so much to get out. Cause I, I feel like yeah. we can talk about this for like ever. <laughs> like, I feel like yeah, we need to talk about anything. We need to have, ever. I can't talk about anything forever. Hence, Tanae talks. You listen. Okay. Right. So, <laughs> like, right. I feel like we should have, like, we should partner up and, like, throw a conference or something. So, I'm just going to throw that out in the atmosphere, y'all. Yeah. I will, you know, you know, LCD is always down for, you know, mergers no. and partnerships. And, yeah, I know, feel I like we could have a conference and invite some of these corporations. Yeah. And I'm so glad that you talked about her daughter maybe joining these things. 
uh, for those listening out there, join professional organizations pertaining to uh, your your your, your field. Yes, your industry, your uh, field, because that's where the networking happens. People, that's where you get sharpened on your skills. That's where you learn where the new upward and changing trends are. So, mm-hmm. um, and, and and even if you're not in that field, like I know a lot of my friends join NSBE, right, which is the National Society of Black Engineers, and although yeah. some of them are not engineers, at their conferences they have so much a plethora of things there that will help you in any industry a lot of people go to their conference so even if you don't join their org maybe you can go to their national conferences and you can shop your resume around and things of that nature so it'll definitely help you out um what is the number oh go ahead i'm sorry i just wanted to piggyback off that too because i know with the focus on college students but, you know, I just did, we just did a training last week, and we were talking with, you know, just professionals in general. It's like, we get in our industry, and, you know, everyone, even if you do, if you like what you're doing, so say if you went to school for social work, you're a social worker, da-da-da, or whatever, you still need to be in these associations and these groups and networks. Because, like you said, one, for staying current in trends, two, building your network within that industry for potential leadership moments or advancements in your field. And then three, understanding, you know, this area and getting your name out there and your brand, branding more than anything. And so, so like when you said the, the engineer group, um, a tip that we get, and we're getting this information out for free, but a tip that we give a lot of our clients uh, that have been looking and say they're having a hard time getting the face-to-face, we tell them to look up the, the human resource association groups and networking groups that they have in your local city. Mm-hmm. So you go to that event because you're meeting everyone in HR from all these bigger companies in the city. That's right. You, whatever city you're in. And so it's like you have to strategically play the game, too, you know, in the process. So go where they are. Uh, uh, lead with your personality. You know, Make sure you got your, your, your tell me about yourself or your, your elevator speech together at all times. And that's another thing. Always have that together. <laughs> somebody asks, oh, so tell me about yourself. You can't say it confidently. You might as well walk away from that conversation right now because I, I'm not going to entertain this conversation anymore. But you can't be confident. Like you can tell me about what you've done in the past. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, so I just wanted to kind of add that on too. Thank you for adding that. And for those who are listening and don't know what an elevator speech is, that's like a quick pitch of yourself to, uh, he said, have it on deck at all times. So that means that you you have this opportunity. You're in an elevator with a CEO of your job, dream job, and you, you're going to only be in that elevator with him maybe – 60 to 90 seconds so you want to be able to have a pitch ready for him to kind of uh say what what you've done what you're doing and what you plan to do you want to have that like a locked and loaded spiel to kind of kind of sell yourself just like a commercial basically you know uh uh, snickers then sold us on the idea of you're not yourself when you're hungry Right. <laughs> and that's it. And that's it. And that's ingrained in us, right? And so you want to be able to have that picture, something to leave with them, that person that you're gonna see to have a lasting impression. So when they leave from you, you know, they can have a, a tagline associated with you, right? So um mm-hmm. thank you for sharing that part. So what is the number one factor that hinders folks from becoming gainfully employed in their chosen field? Hmm. That's actually a good one. Um, yeah. You want to take this deal? You want me to handle this? Yeah. One? I, I mean, we, can, can we, we, we both may have uh, different responses, but that's a good thing because that's why we're able to build, you know, off of each other. For me, the number one thing, the hindrance that people 
have is not knowing what they want to do. Mm. They're blindly going to Indeed and just looking up the city, Atlanta, Georgia. I'm looking for a job. Guilty. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking for a job. And at this point, you got a whole bunch of stuff that's coming up. And you're like, well, maybe I can do that. Or maybe I can do that. No, you need to be zeroing in and understanding, okay, I want to focus. I want to work in healthcare. I like administration. I need, uh, you know, maybe medical records. Now let's zero in our search more where you don't feel as defeated when you got a thousand jobs come open that you're like, well, let me see what most of the most fit. I think for me, my experience, I was I was like that. When I finished my house, you know, in my head, I just wanted to go and be, you know, corporate. I was going to move up the ladder. I didn't know what I was going to be doing in corporate. And I had to feel like, you need to figure out what you want to do. And so that's when I figured out, you know, from classes, I'm like, okay, I like human resources. And once I started getting into that field and typing human resources and even getting more specific in uh, generalist work or training and development, you get three pages open. You start seeing some people in your network. You can start reaching out to them on LinkedIn where the opportunities became more of a realistic than um, it being kind of a blind, hey, let me treat it like the casino and roll it all out and see what lands. You know what I mean? So for me, I think the one biggest biggest hindrance for people is them not really knowing what they want to do. Yeah. I can actually add to that. So the funny thing is that, as I mentioned before, a lot of times uh, we come with the yin and yang perspective. So I see um, a lot of people not staying gainfully employed or becoming gainfully employed for different reasons, such as, you know, uh, they're too choosy on the type of uh, work that they want. A lot of these millennials are graduating from college, and they think that they're going to get $60,000 right off oh, yeah. right off the rip. Oh, yeah. You know, um, $60,000, they don't want to start off in the ground level because, you know, they, they have work two from home. They want to work from home, too. Yep. Oh, yes, that's <laughs> exactly. <a big> one. <laughs> like, in what world, exactly. okay? Working from home is phenomenal. Yep. <laughs> it is. I, I, I do it. <laughs> but yeah. You know? So uh, that stuff, and then uh, gainful employment nowadays, uh, recruiters—they're doing—they're doing their own research on the on, on the perspectives, and they're going on your social media. If your if your LinkedIn is a horrible LinkedIn page, you didn't put any effort into it. Um, you're not going to put any effort into your professional development or your, or your or your organization. They probably think or your career, or if your social media is uh, yeah. like your Instagram and your Facebook is too reckless. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, criminal background. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that that can hinder somebody. And I'm I'm thinking based off of experience of a relative of mine that you know they don't even. This guy is uh, mid 30s. He's been job hopping. It's all over his resume. He doesn't have a LinkedIn page. True. He has a he. You know, um, social media. He doesn't care what he puts on social media. And he thinks he should be making, you know, $72,000. He doesn't want to start from the bottom anywhere. So there's a lot of ways that can actually stop you from being where you want to be or actually have a job in general. So yeah. you, you, that, that, thank you, Curtis. <laughs> that was phenomenal. <laughs> um, so you said when people have, like, things all over their resume, what if it was, like, circumstance, like, circumstantial and like you said like the LinkedIn recruiter or the HR person is looking at their resume and it looks like they're job jumping around a lot but there's like a legitimate reason as to why is it okay if they're jumping around and they're still within the realm of their career field so if it was like education but they're moving around 
uh, is that okay or is it bad if it's like, oh, they were in education one moment, they were in a different field one moment. Um, but what if it's like within their same uh, career, but like it was literally circumstantial. Like for me, I used to be, uh, my most my previous position was grant funded. And so when the grant ran out, it's kind of like, dang, I wanted to stay longer, but the grant ran <laughs> out. Like how can a person leverage that if they don't even get a chance to get to the interview, I guess? If, if you're um, if you're bouncing around, it looks like you're the master of nothing. <laughs> you know, you you don't have you don't have enough experience in one particular profession to be successful. Or they look at you as you're going to be a potential employee that might stay for a year or nine months and you'll be gone. They, they're looking at the amount of dollars that it takes to get you up to speed. Um, however, when it comes to us, you know, at uh, Deontay and I at the, at the Lee Invest Development Firm, we specialize on that because we have a lot of employees or uh, mm-hmm. customers of ours or clients of ours that have been in the field for 20 years. And now they want to change you know, the same job yeah. and cross over to something completely new. Or they've been in six jobs in five years. Mm-hmm. However, um, I mean, Deontay is a great source of uh, wealth when it comes to knowledge on that because um, he's really able to hone in on identifying um, ways to be able to uh, uh, leverage your resume and uh, still not have your resume passed up within, you know, the uh, the quick glance that the uh, recruiters give. So, I mean, you you can actually expand on that a little bit more, D. Yeah. No, like, because more more than, like, your your resume is, you know, a first glance, and it has to tell some story. If your story is all over the place, it's go- and it's going to look that way. So, so say if you're you're trying to transition, or you, you just have to be able to tell those stories. A lot of that may come through, like when you're in that phone screen. You say, "Hey, tell me about yourself." You can kind of put some of that information out, but in a professional, subtle way. Mm-hmm. So they get like, "Oh, okay, this is a government contract." Well, I get it. Yeah, oh, in this field, that's expected. You know, some stuff is expected. But um, so, like example, we had a, a client that was trying to switch over. She was in social work for the past 15 years, and she wants to transition to human resources. Mm-hmm. And so for us, we had to leverage, okay, what type of HR experience were you doing in those, in that sociology, in, in that social work role? So you were, you were, you were a leader. That means you had to recruit, you had to interview people, you had to hire people. So that's HR experience that we were able to highlight and focus on that side of what you were doing at the business there more. Okay, so you had to do training, you had to train your staff. You had to keep them compliant with, uh, uh, um, you know, policies and procedures. And so, and then we were able to kind of highlight, okay, the HR moments in those roles. So it, it didn't make their experience irrelevant, but it also, it helped tell that story. You know, okay, I always have these experiences. I'm getting here and now this role, I'm a good fit for this position because of X, Y, and Z, my leadership capacity, da, 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 da. So it's like telling that story, um, finessing that in a, in a particular way and then being involved in like these different associations and having these conversations with people is what you're going to learn is a lot of times if you meet someone at a networking event, they're hiring for a role, you guys already kind of had that conversation ahead of house. Send me your resume. You know what I mean? So it can, um, it pans on multiple, multiple clones in that, in that area. Wow, thanks, guys. Um, can you give me three reasons people become locked in a career that they don't like? They scared. Mm. <laughs> they scared. Yeah. Scared of the unknown. Yep. 
great benefits. Great benefits. They don't want to lose the benefits. And, and, and the time that they put in as well. What was the third one? Sustainability. Sustainability. It's like, oh, I got, a, well, I got a family, and I can't make, you know, or da 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 da. They make excuses for themselves, and so while I'm sustaining right now, it ain't that bad, you know. I can manage this for da 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 da, and they and they talk themselves out of it. Yeah. So self, if you if you had to choose one, it'd be self. <laughs> I, so. I love that. Um, what what mentally blocks? Oh, I think you answered that. The the scare was what mentally blocks people from success. Um. What, um, how can social media make a person more marketable in their job search? And also, how can social mm-hmm. media hinder a person during their job search? Yeah. You want to do help or hinder, Curtis? Uh, I, I can help. I mean, basically, your social media can be, it's, it's a source of personal branding. So, um, uh, I mean, Deontay, you, you always threw out there that, you know, you can't be, you know, Mr. Professional on, what was it, Mr. Professional on, on LinkedIn, but Turnip King on on uh, Instagram. <laughs> on Instagram, Snapchat. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You can't be, the, yeah, on Instagram and Snapchat. That's you gotta keep, You got <laughs> to keep some, <laughs> yep, you got to see that, you got to find that consistency. And, you know, when it comes to, when it comes to social media, I mean, the number one social media uh, platform for professionals is LinkedIn. I mean, I believe on there's there's like 80 million people on LinkedIn. It covers over 200 co- uh, countries. I think there's um, executives from all Fortune 500 oh, companies them, yeah. as members of LinkedIn, and people who use LinkedIn use it a lot. So if you're looking to you're looking to gain uh, uh, leverage within your within a job or find a new opportunity or avenue, then uh, you have to use social media, uh, uh, mm-hmm. you know, with some intellect. With some intellect, you have to do it smartly. Um, pr- promote yourself professionally, and this is actually uh, your online presence is in ways your online resume. Resume, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah you know, so you you got to promote yourself um, the, the, the smart way. I might have yeah. upgrade my LinkedIn. <laughs> Look, <laughs> right. I, I just put something in there. You know what I'm saying? Branding of them, and so 
they're having people go, hey, this is my professional development website, and 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 this is my professional development website, and it's another, it's like an internet resume for them. And so, uh, but yeah, it's like, I mean, hindering wise, just make sure you're being consistent. Um, if you are a little risky on the social media, make sure you have private <laughs> privacy uh, settings on there. But honestly, it's the easiest way because you know nothing really leaves the internet. It's just to be safe and, and kind of keep it, you know, keep it PG. <laughs> keep it PG, or if, you, if you don't want your grandmother to see it, you don't want you know an employer to see it. Just kind of keep that in mind before you post. I love that. We're coming to a close of the show, guys. I'm so glad you guys came on today. I really wish that we might have to do a part two because there's so many things yeah, that yeah. we weren't even able to get to. But I, I know you guys got some things going on. Um, but before we leave today, can you just tell my listeners why they should hire? If, if they didn't if they didn't get what I got out of this conversation, uh, just give them that elevator pitch as to why they need to call and hire Liam Best development firm LLC yes Harry? uh I can I can narrow it down and uh in probably less than five words and that's nobody will work harder than us hey it was locked and loaded it right. was just like that I got Snickers. a job but I still might call it. <laughs> yeah. like, look man I think I need to get my LinkedIn together right brother. right right <laughs> Seriously, and now and just to put information out there for all of your listeners, make sure you check us out www.lbdfirm.com. Um, our social media handles LBD Firm. We're on Instagram, we're on uh, Twitter, we're on Facebook. We have our personal pages. We're doing a lot of things. We we post up. We have a blog. Make sure you check out our blog. We're doing some real good topics. We're actually going to be focused on some cool topics centered around Trump in the workplace. So those are going to be some interesting reads because, yes. as we all know, it's an interesting uh, climate world right now. <laughs> we need to get them conferences going. You um oh so in true today uh yes it's yes Brett it's LBD firm and Deontay please uh, can you text me all of your social media handles website yes. and then yes. I'll make sure that I'll put this on my today talks. Facebook page so all the information will be there and you'll be a click away from getting all this wealth of knowledge from Curtis and Deontay I'm telling you they're out here working for you uh, as you can tell they're professional and down to earth so you know I'm all for it <laughs> so call them up <laughs> so in um, true to Nate Talks fashion uh, I have all my guests give their shout outs at the end of the show so now this is your time to give your shout outs before we close out this wonderful talk that we had today yeah uh, for us we want to shout you guys out to Nate Talk you hey. guys are awesome we really appreciate you guys inviting us to give us a platform to share about what we do here and why our passions are and how we want to help your listeners you know reach their definition of successes um, we want to thank um, all of our clients that we've had, all of the referrals they've shared, um, all of the uh, companies that we've worked with, and we want to continue it. We've had a very good 2017-2018, and I'm so excited for the rest of 2018. The 2019, you guys are going to be seeing us a lot. <laughs> I believe so, that. <laughs> thank you guys for all the support. You know, courtesy, anything. Yep. Yeah, I know. Today, thank you very much. This is the realest podcast around, and you know you guys are really looking. You, you're really looking out for your listeners, and uh, we want to we want to keep in the same fashion. And 
you know, work out and be as best for them as possible, show them their real definition or true definition of success. And you know what? I mean, I wish we could stay on another hour or two or even more than that, but uh, hopefully that, that we can, we can circle that back around. Listen, we're definitely going to do part two. Uh, as they told me in the HR world, depending on the field you're in, usually hiring time is the end of the fiscal year around, uh, uh, what's that, August and September if you're in education and also for corporations around December. So we're definitely going to have them back on somewhere around those times so you know you guys can polish up those uh, resumes polish up your linkedin account as they said your social media is a snapshot it's basically your online resume you want to make sure that your um social footprint is looking good and not looking ratchet out here in these streets i have to work on having a balance i'm not ratchet but i'm a little opinionated so sometimes i have to scale back and so i want to give my shout out shout out as always shout out to the lbd lee and best development uh firm llc shout out to you guys thank you so much for agreeing to be on my show today Uh, out of your busy schedule you were phenomenal guests shout out to brett as always for being in the chat room shout out to my son AJ, who every Saturday out here don't want to be here. (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) But he comes to know that his mama trying to get us to a million one of these days. (laughs) Shout out to all (laughs) all the graduates that are graduating the class of 2018. I'm so very proud of you all. You made it and you want to contact the LBD firm because they can help you slide across that stage and glide across that stage Mm -hmm. and land you into your ideal job. So your family won't be looking mm-hmm. at you like why you ain't got no job got Tommy no job, <laughs> so I will talk to yeah, you guys yeah. later and thank you so much for listening hey thank you so much you guys are awesome you can't find any work I'll put in a good word for you in my job man. you ain't got no job man. <laughs>